Lily Lyre and the Eleventy-Headed Monster, an illustrated young reader book available on Amazon, written by G. Michael Smith. Part 1 of 2 Chapter 1 A Mouthful of Grapes and a Cotton Candy Apple It all started in school. Snack time. Lily liked to watch the other kids eat. She wanted to see what everyone else had for a snack. She looked at Billy as he opened his lunchbox. He reached in and pulled out a small Ziploc bag of grapes. They were almost black. He stuffed one after the other in his mouth until his cheeks were bulgy and bumpy. Then he tried to chew. The juice squirted out and David started to laugh. Billy opened his mouth to show David a mouth full of crushed grapes. Charlotte sat down beside Lily and they both stared at Billy's open grape-filled mouth with disgust. They looked around at the other students. Greta had a cherry yogurt. She was eating it with a plastic spoon. Allie had cheesefish crackers. Lily loved cheesefish crackers. She opened her bag and looked in. She knew she had an apple. She always had an apple. She was right. There was an apple sitting in the bottom of her bag. What you got? Charlotte asked Lily. Lily looked in her bag again. The slightly soft and very wrinkled apple stared back. Then she did it for the very first time. She did not know why. It just happened. She lied. I've got a cotton candy apple with a soft caramel center. My mom makes them specially for me. What do you have? Uh, plums, Charlotte said glumly. Dried plums. Prunes, she smiled. Want a trade? No thanks, said Lily. Can I have a bite of your special apple? Lily thought of what a cotton candy apple might look like. Her mouth watered a little. No, I'm saving it for later. I'm going to eat a piece of cheese. And she reached into the bag and pulled out a wax paper wrapped piece of cheese and ate it. Charlotte stared at her bag as if she was trying to see right through the pink cloth. She dropped a prune on her desk and poked it with her finger. My mom always gives me these if I didn't poop. Does your mom check if you poop? No, said Lily. Mine does. Sometimes she just asks, and I tell her I did when I didn't just so I don't get prunes for my snack. You lie to your mom? Just a little one. Lies are okay as long as they don't hurt anyone. Lily thought of her lie. It didn't hurt anyone. In fact, it helped a little. It made Charlotte like her a little more. She swallowed her cheese just as the teacher announced that snack time was over. Chapter 2 Lies. After school, Lily made a slight detour before she got on the bus. She walked to the garbage can that was just around the corner. She opened her backpack and then looked around to see if anyone was watching. The coast was clear. 
She reached in and opened the pink lunch sack, grabbed the apple, and looked around again. There were a few kids walking across the playground, but they had their backs to her. She quickly pulled the apple out of her lunch bag and dropped it in the garbage can. She rounded the corner of the school, saw Charlotte, and ran to her. They both got in line for the bus and were soon seated together. Did you eat your cotton candy caramel apple? asked Charlotte. Lily nodded. She felt that a head nod was not as big a lie as actually using words. After all, a head nod could mean more than just yes. Exactly what it might mean other than yes, she did not know, but she was sure she could figure something out if she set her mind to it. Was it good? Lily nodded again. She felt like it was time to change the subject. She looked up just as the bus passed a huge sign advertising Disneyland. When did you eat? Have you ever been to Disneyland? Lily asked quickly, pointing at the sign, interrupting Charlotte. No, but I would love to go. I want to meet Princess Aurora. Lily was amazed at what popped out of her own mouth. I'm going at Christmas this year. I will say hello to her for you, she lied again. You are? Lucky you. My mom said she'll take us when she gets a raise at work, said Charlotte. What's a raise? asked Lily. I think it's when she gets more money for doing her job. My dad said that she deserves it because she works hard and her boss should reward her for all her hard work. What does she do? asked Lily. Charlotte shrugged. Dunno. What rides do you want to go on? All of them, responded Lily. My dad's going to come too. I thought your dad didn't live with you. He doesn't, but that is just because he has to work in another city. He is going to take time off and take me, she said. She decided that it was not a lie because he said he would take her sometime. He came last Christmas, and that's what she remembered he said. She could hear his voice as plain as day. I will take you to Disneyland next Christmas. Charlotte stood up and picked up her backpack just as the bus came to a stop. She headed down the aisle and turned back just before she left the bus. See you tomorrow, Lily. Lily smiled, and the thought of going to Disneyland filled her head. It would be such fun. Chapter 3 Home Alone Lily reached her front door and opened it with her key. She walked over to the phone. She punched in the numbers and waited. The phone rang two times before Mrs. Jeremy answered. I'm home, she said into the phone. Mrs. Jeremy lived next door, and Lily was always supposed to phone her when she got home from school, when her mother was still at work. One of two things would happen. She would go to Mrs. Jeremy's house, or Mrs. Jeremy would come to her house. Mrs. Jeremy said something she did not hear. Lily nodded and said, Yes. She assumed that the babysitter, she felt she did not need, would be there shortly. She hung up the phone and went into the kitchen. Her snack was on the counter. She looked at it. It was another sliced apple wrapped in plastic wrap but that had not stopped it from turning brown. She took it out of the wrapper and looked at it. 
One thing she knew for sure, she was never going to eat it. She dumped it into the sink, turned on the water and the garbage disposal. It grumbled in the sink. Then she nudged the brown pieces of apple toward the drain and watched them disappear with a higher-pitched grumble. She let the water flow a little and then shut them both off. To make sure she was not found out, she put her plate in the dishwasher and threw the plastic wrap away. She went to the cupboard and got some peanut butter and crackers. She made herself a proper snack, ate it, and cleaned up. She was careful to get all the crumbs. She left no evidence behind. She went to her room and lay down on her bed. She closed her eyes, and she thought of her day at school. Then something strange happened. She heard a voice. It said quite clearly, Three times. Lily sat up and looked around the room. Who's there? she whispered. No one answered. She spoke louder this time. I heard you. Where are you and who are you? She listened and waited. Nothing or nobody replied. Lily lay back down on her bed and closed her eyes again. She was thinking that she was being silly when she heard a slightly different voice. Three times. It will be four when your mother asks you how you liked your snack. This time Lily was afraid to open her eyes. She asked with as much innocence as she could manage. Three what? She already knew the answer, but she asked anyway. The voice simply started to laugh. It was a nasty laugh. I, I don't understand, she continued all the while, holding her eyes tightly shut. Liar, said a completely new voice. It was harsher than the others. I'm not a liar, she shouted. She opened her eyes, and that action cut off the response. All she heard was l and then silence. Lily got out of bed and looked under her bed. She looked in the closet. She opened each of the drawers in her clothes dresser, moving the contents aside, and searched for the source of the voices. There was nothing there. She heard the sound of the front door opening, and her mother's voice call out to her. Lily, I'm home. I'm here, Mom, she said, and went out to meet her. She was glad her mother was home. She decided that the voices were all a figment of her imagination. She glanced back at her bedroom door as it closed behind her. At least she hoped it was all in her mind. Chapter 4 More Lies At the dinner table, Lily and her mother both pushed their plates away. Lily was about to push her chair back and head to her room when her mother stopped her. Stay and tell me how your day went. I left you a snack. I hope it was okay. Those apples are getting old. I will get some other fruit next time. I saw some plums that were not too expensive. She stopped and looked at Lily. Lily felt uncomfortable. What? she said, as if her mother was about to ask her something she didn't want to talk about. What did you do today? Oh, the same old stuff. Like what? I don't remember. Then she remembered snack time. 
She remembered telling Charlotte a lie about the cotton cat he carable apple. That was not something to talk about with her mother. She blurted, At snack time, Billy was a pig. He stuffed his mouth full of grapes and then showed off the mess by opening his mouth. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. It was. What did the teacher do? Nothing. May I go to my room? I want to do my homework. Her mother stood up and began to clear the dishes. Bring me your lunch bag. Okay, said Lily, and she went to her room. She opened her backpack and took out her lunch bag. She looked inside it. There was still half a sandwich inside. She shook it out of the wax paper and set it on her dresser behind a picture. She would get rid of it later. Back in the kitchen, she handed the lunch bag to her mother. Did you eat all your lunch? Lily nodded. Once again, she figured a nod was not a real lie. How about the apple? I know it was not the best. I had one at work and I couldn't eat it. Too mushy. I would understand if you didn't eat it. Lily could not understand why she did what she did next. Her mother had given her a perfect excuse not to lie, but she did anyway. It was okay. I ate it at snack time. I'll try to find some better apples from now on. I do like the organic ones, but they're just not as fresh. Lily returned to her room. She grabbed the sandwich from the dresser and went into the bathroom. She broke it up into small pieces and flushed them down the toilet. She returned and sat on her bed. She knew she had to finish the math sheet that was so boring. The answers were obvious, but the teacher wanted everyone to explain their answers by showing the steps to solve the problem. She opened her pack and pulled out the paper and pencil. She flopped back and closed her eyes. Five, a voice whispered. It seemed to come from under the bed and in the closet at the same time. Her eyes popped open. Who's there? she asked the empty room. She closed her eyes again, chastising herself for being silly and thinking someone was actually talking. Then, right next to her ear, the same voice continued. Five, cause a nod is still a lie. Lily turned her head and opened her eyes, but there was nothing there. Then, for the first time, she heard a new voice. She was staring at the lamp on her dresser when a small head with three eyes on tentacles looked up from inside the lampshade. She could see its plump green fingers holding on as if it were hanging inside the shade. Then the creature spoke. Six, it said, and ducked out of sight. Lily's mouth gaped open. She wanted to scream. The head reappeared. It spoke again, only louder this time. What I'm wondering is why you lied when you didn't have to. She gave you a perfect out, but you lied anyway. The little green head with three tentacle eyes shook back and forth. Tisk, tisk, tisk. Why did you lie? It was not expecting an answer. Lily screamed at the top of her lungs. The head ducked out of sight. She could hear footsteps in the hallway. A 
and then her mother bounded into the room. What's the matter? Did you hurt yourself? No, I'm okay, she said as her eyes jumped from her mother's face to the lampshade and back again. It, It was just a spider. It was right by my head. Oh, said her mother. Finish up your homework. She turned around and closed the door behind her. Everything went quiet. Lily got out of bed and walked over to her lamp. There was nothing there. The little green head had disappeared. She sat on her bed and waited, but she heard nothing, and the green head did not come back. After a few minutes, she decided it was just her imagination. She finished her homework and asked her mom if she could play a game on her tablet. Time flew by and it was soon bedtime. Lily did her usual bathroom stuff and climbed into bed. She waited for her mother to come to tuck her in. By then, she was even more convinced that she had imagined the whole thing. Her mother kissed her good night, and Lily snuggled down in her bed. She closed her eyes, but she could still see the nightlight in the corner glowing beneath her eyelids. Suddenly it wasn't. The room fell dark. Lily opened her eyes, but she could see nothing except blackness. A new voice spoke. Spider, that was lie number seven. Lily, you are a humongous liar. You didn't see a spider. You saw a purple head with three tentacle eyes. The creature snorted and cackled. Lily pulled the blanket over her head and made sure the horrible monsters could not get to her. She waited and waited and waited until she finally fell asleep. Chapter 5 Blueberry Monsters The next morning was Saturday. Lily leapt out of bed, having forgotten all that business of little monster heads and lies. Saturday was pancake day. Blueberry pancakes and bacon all swimming in real maple syrup were Lily's favorite. She headed to the kitchen, but no one was there. She walked to her mother's bedroom and quietly opened the door. Her mother was still sound asleep. She tiptoed over to the bed and shook her mother gently. Mom, it's Saturday. Her mother groaned. I know, that's why I'm still having a sleep in. She turned over and clutched her pillow. It's pancake day, said Lily softly. It's also mummy's sleeping day. I need at least another hour, then I'll get up and make us pancakes. Deal? If you are hungry, just eat one of those apples in the fridge. Okay. I'll eat one, said Lily as she left the room, closing the door behind her. Lily went into the kitchen and opened the refrigerator door. She was not looking for anything specific. She was just looking. Normally her mother would shout at her, It's not a television! But her mother was not here, so she just looked. She pulled open the vegetable tray to see if there were any blueberries. She reached in and pushed aside some very brown, slimy-looking lettuce in a plastic bag. And there they were. Lily stepped back. Her heart was pounding in her chest. The 
bag of blueberries was squirming. She leaned in and looked closer. It was just the vegetable drawer after all. She quickly reached in and cleared all the other vegetables out of the way so she could see the bag. Inside, the individual blueberries had various parts of a face attached. They all had horrible mouths. They each had an eye where the blossom of the blueberry had originally formed. They were clustered together to form a very bizarre bag of faces. The faces grinned as only blueberry faces with multiple mouths can grin. You lied. Again and again and again, said the mouths, speaking over each other. Something came over Lily. She stared right back at the blueberry monster faces. I did not lie, she said firmly. Unless you eat an apple you told your mother you were going to eat, then you surely did, said the vases. You're a liar, 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 liar. I am not a liar. I will show you. Nilly reached into the second drawer filled with old wrinkly apples and took one out. Yes, you are. You are a humongous liar. Instead of responding, Lily took a big bite of the apple. She chewed and swallowed. She took another bite. The apple tasted mushy and grainy and yucky, but she ate it anyway. She stared at the bag of blueberry monsters. She smiled as each blueberry turned back into a normal, faceless blueberry. As soon as the apple was just a core in her hand, the last mouth disappeared. Chapter 6 There's a Nasty Monster in My Backpack Monday morning, Lily got on the bus and sat in the third seat on the right so she could see the other kids as they got on the bus. She was saving the seat beside her for Charlotte. She saw Billy in the lineup for the bus. She knew Billy liked her. She did not like Billy. She lifted her backpack from the floor and put it on the seat beside her. Billy walked onto the bus and smiled at Lily. He saw the backpack. You saving that seat for Charlotte? he asked. Lily nodded. Okay, I'll sit here. He slid into the seat behind her and leaned forward. You know, saving seats is not allowed. It is for me. My mother spoke to the principal, and he gave me permission to save that seat, lied Lily smugly. Did not. Did so. What makes you so special? I'm a girl, she said flippantly. The bus was now pulling into the next stop. Lily could see Charlotte waiting. Billy followed her gaze, and they both watched Charlotte walk down the aisle. Lily pulled her backpack off of the seat onto her lap, and Charlotte slid in. She smiled at Lily. Thanks for saving me the seat, she said. She's not allowed to do that, you know, said Billy to her back. Charlotte turned around and stared at Billy. She can save me a seat if she wants, she said. Cannot. It's against the rules, said Billy, crossing his arms and sitting back in the seat. 
Shut up, Billy. We're not talking to you anymore, spat Lily. Billy turned to Charlotte. She said she had the principal's permission to save a seat. She's a humongous liar. Charlotte smiled at Lily. She mouthed the words, Good one. They both turned and faced forward. Lily had her hands on her backpack when she felt something move beneath her fingers. She froze. The something moved again. She wanted to look, but she did not want Charlotte to see whatever was moving around in her backpack. She waited until there were more kids getting on the bus, and then, while Charlotte was distracted, she pulled the zipper on her pack, open just enough to see inside. At first she could not see anything, but her lunch bag was dark inside. Then she saw glowing eyes. Not the usual two, but five glowing eyes of different colors in an odd-shaped pinkish head. She quickly closed the backpack. She looked up to see if anyone had noticed. They were all concentrating on the kids coming on the bus. The bus driver, stopping two boys from pushing each other, had focused everyone's attention on the commotion and not on Lily. She stared at the wiggling backpack, and then something weird happened. A black hole seemed to open in front of the pack. Her eyes grew wide, a head with five eyes, and a big mouth was now staring at her. There was one arm that seemed to be attached to the side of the head. The arm was more like a tentacle, and it was beckoning Lily. Lily leaned over closer to the hole in the backpack. She held her hands at the ready. She would cover the hole if the monster head tried to get out. The little monster head spoke. Liar, liar, pants on fire, said the head. Lily looked up to see if anyone had noticed the monster head or heard its voice. No one had. She shook her head back and forth. She was trying not to cry. The little monster head continued. How many's that? You lie so much you can't even keep count. A tear rolled down her cheek. Shut up, she said, and punched the side of her backpack. There was a little squeak before the hole disappeared. Charlotte turned to her. What? she asked. The ruckus at the front of the bus had settled. Nothing, said Lily, as she discreetly wiped the tear from her cheek. Her hands felt the outside of her pack. She felt nothing out of the ordinary. The five-eyed monster was gone. To be continued in Part 2 Introductory music is titled Ride to the City by Excel Music Publishing, licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0.